Okay, so I just saw something very interesting. I saw a post that said, where are the families that offer you $2 million to stay away from their son? Where can I find them at? And it just got me thinking because it's not like everything I see is about me, but it's just got me thinking like I have been having debate. I have been having like I've been debating in my mind what that two million dollars really was being offered to me for ever since it got offered to me. Like this is not new. I remember even asking immediately like two million dollars for what? Like what? What are you offering money for? And, like, it just makes me want to cry, you know, a little bit. Because when I think about the the details surrounding it and why too many dollars would be offered to me for any reason, I know why I turned it down. I turned it down because with all the demonic warfare and demons I was fighting and, you know, the stuff that I was going through, it sound like selling your soul to the devil. And I'm sure a lot of people would, you know, still do it, even though knowing what that is. And of course, but obviously if it were somebody who would sell their soul to the devil for it, they probably wouldn't even get offered it. Like the thing is, with these situations, they never find themselves on a the doorstep of somebody who always said, I would do something like that. Well, I won't say never because people can be transformed. They find God and then they become the type of person who would never do anything like that. And it will find itself on a doorstep right when you transformed. And you'd be like, it's so funny how I will always have been that type of person that have taken that or done something like that. But now you can never catch me like that. Like I would not do something like that. I, I said that to myself about this situation because my whole life I said, I wish somebody would put witchcraft on me. I wish somebody would do this kind of stuff that people be doing. I wish somebody would be just talking to me crazy any type of way everywhere I go, thinking, you know, that I'm not about to say nothing back. Or just the, you know, the different videos of people be dealing with racist white people and they don't say anything. They just record them while white people spit on them and do all kind of stuff. Like, I used to always say, I wish somebody would. Like, I wish they'd be catching the right people because it don't never seem like what need to happen, happen. Like... And now look at me. I'm that person that everybody's like, I wish somebody would do me like that. I wish that I would find myself in that situation, not doing something about it. Like, like you crazy because it's so many different things I can do. Like, I can fight in so many different ways. I can't even, even the playing field right now, even with what I have, what position I'm giving, I'm, I'm in and. I can even play and feel right now, and it still wouldn't even be held against me. I mean, maybe it would, but it probably wouldn't. And the fact of the matter is, like, it's not about that. It's not about that because a lot of times I'm given so much leeway to do so many things, just period in life, because it's not about permission. It's just about what I allow myself to do and what I feel like I can do and what I feel like I'm willing to, you know, accept in myself. And that's the thing. Like... I know God's watching me. I know God's watching me. Like, I'm not always been, I've always, I haven't always been perfect where it's like, God is watching me. I can't do this. No, I've made so many mistakes in my life. But I, like I said, I was one of those people who said, I wish I would. And God has transformed me 
for exactly that reason. I love the way that he works. I really do because all those years I was like, I wish I'm, I wish I would find myself in a situation like that. It never found me. It never found me. But as soon as I transformed and decided I wanted to be better and decided I wanted to fight hard for God, decided I wanted to be a better person, I wanted to allow God to transform me and work in my life and make me the, the woman that he showed me I can be, that's when every situation found me. And it is not by mistake. These situations, like I said, they know who they are dealing with. They know who, that that is the truth about it. They do know who they're finding. Now, you might say that's not always true because sometimes these situations do find people who will not play with them, will handle that situation, you know, I want to say accordingly because that's not accordingly to me now, but, you know, how you think that they should have been handled back when you feel like violence was necessary or violence was okay. And I just realized, like, you know, it's it's funny. God is funny. That's his sense of humor to me. You know, yet just this far, I'm sure you can. I'm sure I'm gonna see so much, so many more. You know, things that make me crack up laughing at how he just operates, how he moves, how he works, his power being shown in in my life and in people's lives. It's amazing, but it's funny. Like I can't believe all those years. Like I was that person. I would never the person who would say I would accept money for my soul. I was always a person that said, I wish I would accept money for my soul. But I was always that person that was like, I wish somebody would just be disrespectful to me. I wish somebody would just be like, feeling like they could just step all over me and do all this other stuff and think I'm not going to do nothing. Even even though understanding I'm not the toughest person in the whole world. Like, I can meet my match. There's going to be many people I run into who I cannot be. But I will still not let, I will still not, you know, not try if somebody does something like that to me. And now I find myself faced with people who they're not even that much. Like, I want to say they're not that much of a threat. Everyone is a threat when you are, when you want peace. Everyone who wants to be a threat is a threat when you want peace. But it's like, or nobody is a threat. It depends on your perspective. But it's funny because it's like, it's, I find myself faced with people who are like, I could easily, I could have easily handled the situation. All it would take, it wouldn't even take much. And it's not even about violence. You might not even have to get violent. Like some people are just afraid of you already. Or not even afraid of you already. Just not even the type of person who could, you know, who who could ever be in a position to do or act that way towards you. And it could easily be handled. Easily. And you find yourself not being able to do anything, having to accept and endure each and every single last thing that happens. And this is probably one of the hardest parts of my journey, which is why it's so funny and ironic because God, I knew he was there the entire time where I was feeling like that type of attitude was okay to have, or like, that's like nothing wrong with that. And it's so much wrong with that. And not not knowing, being ignorant and feeling like that's okay, being ignorant and feeling like I knew what I was talking about, like like I got it down packed or something. And God just humbling me and just showing me like, now look, you know, you used to be the type of person that say you wish you wish you would find yourself in this situation. Now you find yourself in this situation and look how you're dealing with it. Look how you're handling it. 
Look how you're going to handle it if you want to be a better person. And it's just like I can't, I'm not about to sit up here and lie and say I just had the best attitude. And every time I'm faced with these things, I'm just always so calm and collected and, you know, know exactly what to do. A lot of times I'm still dealing with these situations. I'm like, how, what do, how can I, how do, how am I going to get through this? Like, how, like, I I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I just call on God and I do my best, everything in my power to focus on his power and focus on him. But I look back and I just see so many, like, it's amazing how you stand in a situation. You say, I know what I could do. I know what I could do, but that I can't do that though. I can't do it. Like, it's not that I can't do it. I can't do it. And it's just, like I said, ironic. And it's sad. It's really sad to me because it's like, then you look back and you think, okay, so all those different times where I saw these situations and said, I wish it was me. I wish somebody would do me like that. Was that person who was being done like that, did they have the same mindset that I have right now? Or were they past it? Were they before it? Like, where were they? Like, where where did they land? Because it must have been difficult. And now you feel, like, bad for feeling as if you would have handled that situation better or differently, not knowing what it was like to be in their shoes at the time. Like, it's frustrating because, you know, somebody was probably, the person who was being disrespected was probably thinking, like, I have so much to lose and I'm I'm working so hard and I want to be a better person and I don't want this situation to turn into something more or to take me off of the path I'm on because of one individual and I need to fight hard to ignore you. I need to fight hard to, you know, overcome the situation and move past it and not allow it to, you know, make just a split second, a split second moment can ruin an entire life or just create so many different extra consequences that just were not needed. And you, you know, you're already going through so much and you feel bad and I feel bad because I know what I'm thinking every single time that happens. I'm thinking I've come too far. Like I've worked too hard. Like God is looking down on me. He's depending on me to maintain this progress I'm making, if I turn back right now and I allow this one person to take me off of the path I'm on and knock me off my pivot right now, it would have been one person who Satan used out of all these people he's been using all the way up until this point to get me to this progress and have made this progress. It would have been one person that took all that home with them. And it ain't even just about winning. It's just like, how could I, after seeing God move in my life, how he's moved in my life, react that way and deny who he is and what he's doing and what's going on? So for me, I don't know if it was directly. I don't know if this is what people are always thinking, but I know for me, and I and I, I really wouldn't doubt that this is for most people's mindsets, like, you know Satan is using them. And you know that Satan because you're dealing with it all the time now. You know, when you are praying, when you are where you're supposed to be, when you're coming out of a season with God, Satan is always using so many different distractions and using people all around you all the time. So if you fight this person, you might as well fight everybody all day, every day. 
because he's using everybody. So there are benefits, even though that's like the bad side of it. Like you have to eat your words all those years. And not that that's the, the such a big, the biggest issue or the biggest challenge, but you have to deal with people. You have to deal with Satan using people. You have to learn patience. But another thing, like the best part about it, though, is the healing that's in your soul. The healing that you are fighting for and holding on to is so much more important, so much more valuable than responding. So much more valuable than how you feel, like how good you feel, like it will make you feel just to react. Even if you can get away with it, even if it wouldn't escalate past that, you just, you know, react and you get that off your chest and you move forward. But later on, you have to deal with that fact that you reacted. And the progress that you're trying to make towards not reacting, not allowing people to pull a reaction out of you. Satan is so tricky. He is so tricky because he will come send somebody and all it is is just a, just a small react, just a small interaction. Like somebody gets smart with you and you get smart back. And God is noting that. He's noting it because we're working on your attitude. We're working on your patience. We're working on you know, you're like you're making progress. And every time you react, Satan gets a little bit more ground in you. And you're trying to come out of that. You're trying to come and separate yourself completely from your old life, completely from your past self. And every single time you react, even just a little bit, he gets a little bit closer. And you can't react. You can't. And I and just imagine all the times you didn't react, how that one reaction kind of just almost makes those reactions in vain. It will never just be in vain because God is merciful. He's gracious. But it it just imagine how redundant and pointless all those other times that you didn't react become when you react. If that's the case, why weren't you reacting the whole time if this progress doesn't mean anything, if this is not worth fighting for, if you didn't have a good reason why you have not been reacting, then why didn't you react the entire time? And that's it's it's a constant reminder. It's a constant reminder. Getting this far, I've had to ignore a lot of things. So this is just another one of them. And it might be very difficult today because maybe I'm having a bad day. Or maybe I've just had to ignore so many reactions. Yours is like the tip of the iceberg. Regardless, I still got to stay focused. I can't let Satan get more ground. Because when you walk away, you walk away. You get you get to go on with your life, whatever. You might not even remember that happened or it might not mean anything to you. But I have to deal with that later. I have to deal with the fact that Satan got more ground. I have to work harder. I have to know that, you know, he still can get that reaction out of me. So he knows what to play with. Now he's going to send that, you know, and catch me off guard again when I least expect it. And, it, you know, he's going to know how he can affect me, how he can get more ground. And... It's just devastating. It's devastating when you know how the little small things that Satan does really it has people do, uses people to do. Is It's like it's what matters. It's the little things. They add up. But it's not just about them adding up. The little things mean so much more than we even know. So what does that have to do with this $2 million? So I didn't, my debate is whether <clears throat> what it really was for 
What was it being offered to me for? So I've had a lot of different, um, I brainstormed a lot of different ideas, what it, what it was possibly offered to me for. The foundation of what I feel like it was offered to me for, like I said, was to sell my soul to the devil. But then I brainstormed, what would that have been like if I had taken that? So if I had taken the money and I, and I accepted that, that money, then what would, it, what would it have looked like for me moving forward with my soul sold? What would that have been like? I wouldn't know and I really don't want to know because I didn't and I don't plan to do that. But what would that have been like? Like, did every would everything just drop right then? Would everybody just fall off away from me and everybody would stop immediately, just stop antagonizing and torturing me? Would everybody become my allies instead? Or immediately, as soon as you take the money, everybody's your friend. Hey, welcome to the club. Or... You know, like, how does that work moving forward? You see different situations where, you know, first it's offered in a spirit. And next thing you know, you get a call on your phone or you get a job opportunity or you get whatever type of dream job opportunity. And it comes like that where now, you know, hey, look, it's two million dollars I'm being offered. And it sounds like a, you know, a light, you know, just offer of a lifetime. You sign your, your name on a contract and that's how it came and that's how it landed. Or does it just pop up in your bank account? Do you do you wind up on an island somewhere thousands of miles away spending your money? Who knows? Who knows? But for me in my particular situation, one thing I brainstormed was would the pain have stopped then though? Because that would be the only thing I'm really worried about. Not that I want to take it, not that I'm thinking about taking it, but just would that have meant that the pain would have stopped? Everything would have stopped. Or no, it's just the beginning. And that's what I think. I think it would have just been the beginning. Because, of course, they're offering $2 million, but there's no telling what you are selling. They're not telling you what you are being offered the money for. So maybe it's your soul. Maybe it's your, you know, allegiance. Maybe it's your, you know, silence. And just lead a situation and get away with whatever it is but you know and and let whoever it is get away with whatever they're doing and leave leave them alone and just allow whatever it is to happen to happen that being said you know I'm glad I didn't take it not that I could have because God would have never allowed that to happen even though every time I think about it I hear and I you know I'm debating the conversation around it, like, no, you would never get that. I said you would never get nothing out of this. I said that you were going to suffer and you were going to go through this and you were going to, you know, and I was going to get the best of you and you weren't get, going to get nothing out of it. I heard somebody say that. And I realized, like, this person is more about, it's, it's much less about winning, but more just about being right. They had to be right about what they said about me. They had to be right that they they could get the best of me, that I'm not, you know, I'm not who people think I am. And that I'm not who God has chosen. Like, I'm not the right choice. They had to be right about that. They had to be right that they would win, that they had the power, that they, you know, could beat me. And it was always true. And 
I don't know. I don't, I, I don't think it was true. Of course not. It's not true. God has shown me that it isn't. Like, God is the truth. I'm about to sit up here and lie. It was never true. But I don't want to make it about that because that's pretty much what the battle was. You know, being, I don't have to deliberately be the total opposite, but accepting that, you know, feeding into that or wanting anything opposite of what they want is probably exactly what they want. They want a competition. They want a compete. They want a competitor. They want somebody who I don't want, I want, I don't like I'm betting against you. It's a gamble. I want this and you don't want it. Or I don't want this and you want it. And it's like, no. No, you don't have a competitor. You don't have an enemy. You don't have a fighter fighting. I mean, maybe I'm a fighter, but I'm not fighting you. Like, I'm fighting for us, for all of us. I guess if you don't want me to fight for you, I'm fighting for God. You know, I don't want it to be like, yeah, it was true. I always could beat you. I was always more strong. I was always, you know, on top. And I'm glad everybody knows it. No, it's like, if that ever mattered to me, then wouldn't this have, you know, been figured out a while ago? I ain't gonna say if it ever mattered, but if it mattered to me that much to the point where I still needed that confirmation now, wouldn't this have been, this whole fight, this whole battle wouldn't have come to pass before now? There's no telling really because it's all in God's timing. But for me, I feel like I had to grow. I had to be trained up by God to be okay without that confirmation, to know it in my heart and for it not to matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I'm better than you. It doesn't matter if I could always beat you because if it mattered that much, then, you know, I'd be just like you. We are the same. If I always needed to, you know, even though I'm, I don't handle things the way you handle things, on my mind is always the fact that I know I can beat you. I've always known it. And I'm waiting for the perfect opportunity to prove it. We are the same person. You feel like you beat me. You've always been able to beat me. And you're waiting for me to wait for that, to get that perfect opportunity to prove that, no, I don't have a chance. I could never beat you. I guess, like, that's my best way of explaining it. But all I know is, like, you know, that was not on my heart at all. I was not thinking about that over the years. I was not hoping for the perfect opportunity to beat you for so long. This is not the day I've been waiting on all my life. No. I was praying that we had gotten past that. I was praying that we had gotten over that. At one point in my life, of course, I wondered. But God dealt with me and showed me what was most important. What's most important is to be fighting for the right reasons and to love each other regardless. And to not need stuff like that. You don't need confirmation like that. And if you do need confirmation, I can confirm, you know, and God will confirm. It's not like he'll ever lie. He will tell you the straight up truth. If you really can't beat him, he'd be like, you can't beat him. You can't beat them. And that's just what is what it is. Like, so either you can, you know, move forward, accepting that you are who you are, loving yourself for who you are, knowing that I love you for who you are. And finding out and focusing on what's most important, which is, you know, strengths and not weaknesses. Or you can, you know, have this chip on your shoulder, develop a vendetta against them and start becoming that kind of person who's determined to beat somebody. 
But really, you're just battling who you were yesterday. You're battling success and failure. So, I just, you know, I'm kind of, I'm just very glad that God didn't allow me to focus my successes on other people's failures. Because it takes so much from yourself. It it kind of like lowers your own standards. Not that not saying that somebody else, you know, not to take anything away from somebody else, but if you're always just focused on beating somebody, one person or whoever it is, then, you know, aren't you taking away from the, the many different things that you can accomplish? Like you're limiting what you are even capable of. That's your success. Success to you is beating someone else. But what if you were meant to accomplish so much, something so much bigger and greater than even that person is even considered in? And when you're focused on just that person and beating them, you're limiting yourself. All these other opportunities that have nothing to do with them, so much bigger and greater and outside of them. And your success is beating them. Once that's done, you know, then what? But of course, you know, there's an opportunity that you might have. There's the there's the um there's a chance you might have the opportunity after succeeding in that to figure out there's more out there. That happens too. So I don't want to take anything away from anybody and their goals in life. You know. I'm not judging you. That could also even be a good thing God can use that too you know you've always wanted to beat this person and one day when you finally beat them he transforms you and he shows you opens your eyes and show you that you never needed that that was never important now look now look who you can become and what you can be and what you can focus on now how great you've always been and then you find out that it never really was about them so he just dealt that dealt with that with me within me earlier, early, even though it was in a different way, because even though I had the confirmation, I never needed that. And I knew what I could do. I still never had the real confirmation in real life because it never really came to pass. So this is also why I love God so much, because once getting that confirmation in real life and it coming to pass, it meant nothing. It meant nothing. If anything, it broke my heart. And that's what it's supposed to do when you are really led by God. It's supposed to break your heart. It's not supposed to fuel you, turn you into a new person. Now I'm a new person. You know, I got a new look. This is everything I always needed to motivate me and propel me forward. No, if you ever needed that to propel you forward, then you weren't ever growing that entire time. You never was making progress. You were stuck. You were stagnant. So... I'm just glad, you know, that, and of course, all situations are possible. So you probably will, you might have been moving forward, but like I said, I feel that you are stagnant. But I'm just glad, you know, that God is working working on me because he also showed me that it could have been a different perspective. Often, oftentimes, when you realize that it could have went a different way, you know, you notice that naturally it went the way it was supposed to because you are who you are. When you even notice that, you know, this was a possibility of this happening or it could have happened that way, that might still be in you. You might still have that, you know, in you somewhere buried deep where you kind of did want that confirmation in a way or still was kind of dwelling on that. And admitting that to yourself is honest as well. You have to be truthful about that, admitting that to yourself. I don't think that that was there. But it might have been. It might have still been there in a way. Um, 
just lingering and kind of just like floating around. But I don't think so because, or, or yeah, maybe it was, but in reality, what mattered the most and was most important was, you know, loving my sister, loving my brothers and the love and knowing who God is. That was most important in my life, which is why I feel like I overcame that situation in the Bible. God gave the Israelites um, victory in their battles when they were obedient to him, when they when they acknowledged who he was, when they did what they were supposed to do. That's when he gave them victory. So that means that a lot of times people think we we won just by brute strength alone or we won because we're just the better fighters. And just knowing that in in the Bible, there's stories where it's like it was no better fighter. You know, or if it was a better fighter, that didn't play, uh, that didn't, that, that didn't, it didn't matter because when God says they're going to win, they're going to win. And then there's, you know, there's a story of when Moses held up the, his staff to the sky. And as long as his staff was held up to the sky, they won victory over the battle. But as, as, as long as his, as soon as his hand, his arm started to lower because of him being tired of holding his arm up so long that Aaron had to come and help hold his arm up for them to prevail over in the battle. But every time his hand, his arm lowered, they would start losing. That makes me feel like this is just like my situation. If I had the attitude, if I had the attitude like, yes, I need to win. This is everything I've always wanted and needed and the confirmation. like, And I wasn't trusting what God had already been tell- telling me as if I was lying to myself and to him this entire time about not needing that and trusting him when he says it. Then I probably wouldn't have had victory over that battle. So it's not even just about who's the, gr- who's the greater or best fighter. And that's also been something that um, I've been... I've been thinking about over the years, like, is it even about being a good fighter? Because what is fighting anyways? What makes you really a good fighter? The determination, the determination to win or the violence inside of you that really just wants to hurt somebody. Like what really makes you win in these fights and these battles? And I seen, I grew up with, I grew up, I grew up, I grew up around different fighters. I grew up around fighters who are very angry and they just fight all the time because they just want to hurt people. I grew up around fighters who don't fight until they have to. Then I grew up around fighters that, you know, it's not even about being angry. It's not even about fighting because you have to, but they just like fighting and it's just something in them. Like they don't even get mad when they fight. Sometimes they laugh and they smile as they fight and they're good fighters. Some are bad fighters, even still laughing and smiling as they fight. And I just, I always wonder like, what's like, what does it have to do with that? And I don't feel like it really has anything to do with that. And I mean, it if there's a science to fighting, you know, I, I don't know if that's the science, that you just stronger. <laughs> like, just like David and Goliath, like, you just stronger, that's why you win. No, I don't think that's the science behind it. So, for me, it's God. For me, it's God. Like, of course, God doesn't want us fighting, so I don't want to encourage anybody and think that God is always, you know... God is the the reason why you've always won your battles or why you've always lost them. But he is a God of war. And I just want to speak for my particular circumstance. I know it can get complicated. But with me, God, I I believe that God gave me victory over that fight because I never needed it. I never needed victory over that fight. And 
over this battle. And it wasn't confirmation for me. It was confirmation for someone else who needed it. Like maybe the individual who always felt that they could beat me. And I don't feel, I didn't feel like that was necessary because they could have always felt that they could have died feeling like they can always beat me. That wouldn't have changed what I knew. But it's the, it's the, it, it would be probably the thing that drives them daily. It's probably something that they put too much on, that they are dependent on, that makes them who they are, that they've built their character around. And so it needed to happen. Maybe to propel them forward into who they need to be or to keep them grounded in what and who God is, you know, because things backfire. And so I feel like that was more for that, more about that. And I also noticed that it felt like, you know, one of them were so was so sure and so blindly led, you know, I don't know if it was anger or just, you know, conceit into believing that they just always just could beat me. And that's the reason why, you know, things would happen the way that they would happen. And then uh, the other one I noticed was like more self-aware, more aware in a way we're feeling maybe, maybe God is dealing with you a little more. I don't want to put anybody on a pedestal, but like she realized the whole time I wasn't fighting or being very violent wasn't because I can't or because I'm afraid, but because I didn't need that. And because I wasn't that kind of person, it's a choice. It's intentional. And you, I just feel like you're a fool. If you think that you bullying somebody or you being able to always win over somebody is because that, you know, or when you always take a fight or when you always exert power over someone all the time, that's because they can't like, they're just helpless. They, they can't do anything about it because that's that's really a foolish mindset because anything you can do physically in your human body, someone else can do physically in their human body. It's about spirit. Now, spiritually, maybe it's possible. Maybe it's possible that this person is just does not believe in themselves, does not know that they're capable. But I just don't believe that because anybody knows that it doesn't take much to really become so determined about something that you want that and you need that. And especially if it's like violent things, you know, maybe I'm not built, you know, like that, but I can become built like that. I can I can do whatever it is necessary in order to truly be that type of person if I really needed to win that bad. And if you don't understand that, then you're, you know, that's dangerous, a dangerous mindset to have because you might run into somebody who is willing to do all the work to prove it. And then you step on them enough and then, you know, you don't know what happens to you. You don't know how they do you. You don't know, you know, what could possibly, like that's putting your own life in danger. And... I think I was more concerned about that in individuals than I ever was about proving that, you know, I can do something like that or I can be that person. And it's a sad because when you think about being that person or proving that to somebody, you know, you realize the kind of individual you had to be and the lengths you'd be willing to go to in order to prove that. And if it's really worth it that much, then you almost saying that you put your life on the line to prove something to somebody else. It's just not worth it. If I'm going to put my life on the line, it's going to be for something really worth it like God. So I had determined that. But, you know, 
like I said, that confirmation, it was it didn't mean anything. And I noticed, I was like, I said to myself, that didn't mean anything to me. So who did it mean something to? And I found out it didn't mean anything to anybody. It really didn't. Everybody already knew that the whole time. They all, my whole family knew. Everybody there who've always known me and always known them knew the whole time that I could do that. And so it, it's it's hurtful because you realize like they they participate a lot of time in teasing you, making you feel like you couldn't do that and making you feel like, you know, you were weak and like you're the punk. And they even push that narrative to people who don't know you or when people are talking about it, they're always like, oh, no, she's a punk. She's a weak one. Like, but you knew the whole time I could win. And it's, it's hurtful, but it's like at the same time, you know, people have their ways and, you know, sometimes, I mean, if you want to be optimistic, you can say that they were trying to motivate you to finally win and finally be that person so, they, so that you could shut them up and get them off of you and get them to stop picking on you. And I do believe that that would be more true because they always would, you know, teach, you know, if you want to, if you want to get rid of a bully, you got to finally beat them. Never stop fighting them until you win. And I don't feel like that's a super horrible mindset. I feel that God would even stand by behind that in a way because it builds self-confidence. But I didn't go that way. And Jesus dealt with me in a way where he was, you know, always talking to me and saying to me, you need to pray for them because they believe that that's, that's you know, most important. What's most important is winning in a fight. What's most important is being able to exert power over somebody. Like, you need to pray for them. And I didn't realize at the time how, what, like, I'd realized at the time, like, pray for them because they can end up in a, a more, they, they can end up meeting their match and that person might not care about them like you care about them. Yeah, I realized that, but I also didn't realize what that meant spiritually. And what that means spiritually is like Satan is always going to be able to exert control over them as long as that's what they need to feel like they are powerful. Like they are attached to a certain, you know, demonstration of power. And that's the, that's that's how Satan operates. So it, it's just dangerous because Satan is always going to be able to be like, you know, if he gets somebody who's bigger than you or who can beat you, who can exert power over you in a way that you exert power over others or the, or the way that you feel like power is demonstrated, then he's going to be able to belittle you and control you and take everything from you and make you never feel worth, worthy, make you feel worthless. And then if he gives you that power... He's going to be able to blind you into doing whatever it is that he wants you to do as long as you feel like you are demonstrating or exerting power in that manner. Meaning, if you feel like somebody beating somebody up is exerting is being more powerful than them, then he's going to have somebody beat you up when he wants you to feel worthless. Or he's going to have you beat somebody up when he wants you to, you know, do his dirty work and tear somebody else down. You don't understand in the spirit what that means. It's a fight for your soul. It's a battle over your soul. And every single time you want to be better, you want to get out, he's going to, you know, trigger that in you. But somebody's stealing your power. So exert your power. Show your power. 
and beat them up or, you know, whatever it is you got to do. And then now every single time you have an opportunity to be saved and for salvation and for peace in your life, for your soul to be saved, for real happiness, he's always going to be able to snatch it away from you as soon as he snatches that false sense of power. It's sad, but I didn't realize that at the time how deep that really went. And I do now. I do realize it now. And I love God for dealing with that in me before I even knew or understood what it was he was dealing with. Excuse me. That's why it's so important to lean out onto your own understanding. Because you may not understand. I didn't understand for so long. So I still don't understand at times, you know, why I have to be, you know, stepped on and bullied and tortured, tormented, laughed at, and rejected for God. But it's a show of real power because Satan isn't going to be able to say, because you you don't want to be treated like this, it doesn't feel good, and he's not going to be able to trigger certain human emotions in you to keep you from growing spiritually. He's not going to be able to keep controlling your flesh and keeping your spirit man from growing and being who you're supposed to be in God. You have to let go of the flesh. You have to let go of pride and ego. You have to become humble and you have to embrace humility and allow God to have power, the real power. Know that God is the only real power. You don't need power. If you can't let go of power, period, then he's Satan is always going to be able to use you how he feels like, how he sees fit. And how can you not see that as slavery? How can you not see that as slavery? It's simple. You know, slavery is when somebody can control you. They have control over you, power over you, right? So how is it not power over you when I know how to trigger you? I know how to get a reaction out of you. I know how to get you to do this. I know how to get you to go that way each and every single time, just like a mouse with cheese. If I want the mouse to come down this road, I'm going to put the cheese on this road. If I want him to go this way, I'm going to put the cheese over here. And each and every single time, the mouse is going to chase after the cheese. So the mouse is going to go whatever way I want that mouse to go. And that's you. Every single time I want you to react, all I got to do is do this because this pulls a reaction out of you. Now you're coming this way. I'm over here. I'm pulling a reaction out of you over here. So now you're coming that way. And I'm going to always be able to control you that way. Therefore, you're a slave. And until you free yourself and don't need power, you don't need to react. You don't need to, you know, exert anything. You just need to trust God and allow him to guide you. Even when you don't know where you're going, he's never going to lead you astray. Sometimes it's not going to ever be anything you can do to not be controlled in that way. But that's why you have to give the power and the glory and the honor to God. Because only he knows and only he can keep you and protect you. And he will never lead you astray. You have to trust him. So I see that. I see that's happening now. I'm de- I'm being dealt with with that too. I'm not exempt. Like a lot of times I'm being provoked in so many different ways. My emotions are being provoked and triggered. And this is what's, you know, what God is dealing with in me. This is what, you know, these are my weaknesses. And, they're, and Satan is using them to control me and to keep me down and to, you know, keep me from progressing. But overall, you know, I I don't worry about it. I'm not worried about it because I trust God. When it comes down to it, I'm I'm okay with submitting authority to him. 
not when it comes down to it, just period. I can submit my authority over to God and I can learn how to be humble and I'm practicing those things. So as long as I'm willing to, you can be used as long as you are willing to. It's not always going to happen like that. Like, it's a progress. Like, I see God tearing down things I built up in myself, thinking that I needed these things to make it in this world. I see him tearing these things down, and it feels like I'm losing so much. But like I said before, I haven't lost anything that's worth keeping. Anything that's worth keeping, God is not going to take away from me. He's going to enhance. He's going to turn into something so much bigger and greater.